You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. The grief and despair of Good Friday. The disciples, they're in utter despair. Jesus says, my hour has come. And Peter the rock says, let's go get the swords. It's time. It's time for your kingdom to come, O Lord. When are you going to restore your kingdom? Let me fast forward. And Jesus is now in the courts. He's bloody. He's beaten. And the disciples, they see this bloody figure. And they say, is this it? Is this him? Who is that? Where is Jesus? This ain't no kingdom. I'm getting my fishing tackle. And I'm getting out of here. Now, maybe they didn't say any of that, but you got to think they're in despair. They're watching their king, their best friend, their savior, their Messiah go through the most horrible, terrible, gruesome experience you can imagine. You see, the crowds love Jesus. He had a huge following outside the walls. Outside the walls of the city, they knew. They knew Jesus was the Messiah. They had seen him perform miracles. They had seen him cast out demons. They had seen him bring people back from the dead. They had seen him teach as one who had great authority, the authority of God himself. But you see... The crowds inside the wall, they didn't know Jesus. There were 23 court officials who brought forth Jesus' death. They didn't know Jesus. The whole different group of folks that cause all of this to happen in a way that causes this Friday to be dark and a time of despair. We think of crosses being perfect like this one over here. Nope. They were made from rooted trees along the road. Olive trees or fig trees even. Those aren't real pretty trees. They're knotty. They're not attractive. Trees are pruned in the city. Criminals are carried down the street to scare the people. The crime that they've been accused of, is hung around their necks. Jesus had a sign above his cross. The letters I-N-R-I. Jesus, the Nazarene King of the Jews. There were up to 2,000 crucifixions a day. Some days. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 21, verses 22 to 23 The worst death is crucifixion. Crucifixion means the person was cursed. No reason 
When Paul preached Christ crucified, it was a stumbling block for the Jews. I mean, you can't have a cursed Messiah, can you? Resurrected or not, it's still a stumbling block for people. And to top it all off, folks, terrible violence in Jesus' time from 63 B.C. all the way to 70 A.D. The Romans, they occupied Jerusalem. Extreme oppression and violence. Taxation not only by the Romans, but by the rulers, the religious leaders. People had hardly any hope. And then Jesus, what's he accused of? Blasphemy. Blaspheming God. Well, he didn't do that. He blasphemed the religious leaders because they believed themselves to be God, to be God's representatives, and in some cases, they even believed they were God, creating all these laws and rituals and requirements that they knew the common people couldn't fulfill. But they did. They fulfilled it, these arrogant, rude religious leaders. Pilate had Jesus tortured. It makes me think that maybe he believed that Jesus was guilty. He had him scourged. Do you even have a clue what that is? Some would say that scourging is worse than the crucifixion itself. Bone and metal. 39 lashes would have been like 200. And most do not survive the scourging. Jesus did. He survived it. Jesus would have had no back muscles left to carry the cross. So before we get to the last seven words, what did Jesus endure as he traveled along the Via Dolorosa, a third mile long to Golgotha? Well, he's bleeding, a lot of bleeding. He's most likely naked. He may have on some garment, but not much of one. And as we know, his executioners, when he's on the cross, they gamble for the only piece of property he has, and that was whatever he was wearing. We don't really know what that was. So there's no dignity there. The cross being not the full cross. He's not carrying the full cross, as you may think, and we see the reenactments. He's carrying a cross beam because they put the cross together at the side of the crucifixion, that cross beam would weigh between 75 and 100 pounds, and he has no back muscles. And he's exhausted, he's dehydrated, and he's bleeding to death, and he's being mocked, and he's being kicked, and he's being whipped, insulted, all of this. And then when he finally gets to Golgotha, the hill, the skull, Calvary, He's hung on that cross, which is probably only about nine feet tall. I know in the movies we see the big crosses way up on the hill, way away from the people. But no, there are passerbys. There are people there. Matter of fact, he's probably only about three feet above the ground. So his mother, the beloved disciple, Mary Magdalene, and others that may have been gathered there that aren't recorded could have reached up and touched his feet. Mary could have touched him. Folks, here sets the stage for the last seven words of Christ. 
from the cross. The violence stops here. They don't understand what they're doing. Acts 7, Peter remarks, as he's being stoned to death for his faith in Christ, Father, do not hold this account against them. There's nothing so lovely and nothing so rare as Christian forgiveness. When an unforgiving spirit is threatened to turn our hearts to bitterness, let us hear again and again our Lord asking for forgiveness for those who crucified him and his servant Paul saying to his friends, Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. The fact is that people acted in ignorance. They did not know Jesus. Their concept of Messiah was a Rambo-type figure, not a wounded healer who soaked up sin and death unto himself. And through the crucifixion and soon to be the resurrection, death and sin would be defeated. With this word, we see that forgiveness is available to all even the ignorant, even a criminal on a cross who has instant faith. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll meet all kinds of people who will insult you. They will hurt you and even injure you. But you cannot live like that. You know better. For we have the Spirit of God in us. Others may be ignorant of this, but we know better. For we must forgive as Christ forgave. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. The second word, Luke twenty-three forty-three. Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. One of the criminals crucified with Jesus joins in the mocking of Jesus. The other criminal rebukes him, maintaining that Jesus has done nothing wrong, saying to Christ, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Isn't this interesting that Jesus is dying among the outcasts with whom he spent much of his ministry? In his rebuke of the other, the criminal adds to his own affirmation of Jesus's innocence. As Jesus was arrested, abused, mocked, and nailed to the cross, in his humanity, he knew he had the divine spark and he was assured of his salvation and that this act of sacrificial love would be rewarded that day as he too would be in paradise and therefore he could assure this outcast criminal that he would experience the great reward that Christ preached on at the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus began his ministry proclaiming good news to the poor and release to the captives and he ends it extending an assurance of blessing to one of the wretched. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The third word, John nineteen twenty six through 27. Here is your son, here is your mother. Despite his excruciating physical agony, Jesus' concern turned to his mother. He was concerned for Mary's welfare and the pain she might be experiencing. And with his thoughts on Mary's security and future protection, Jesus entrusted her into the care of John, his beloved disciple. 
And as the Lord completed his earthly ministry, his words to Mary, Woman, behold your son. And to John, here is your mother. And in this profoundly beautiful moment, when Jesus completed his earthly ministry, we see the new family of God being born at the foot of the cross. His fourth word, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. These words from the cross tell something of the total darkness that enveloped Christ. It was his heart-rending desolation that separated him from his father, in whose company he had always walked, that made him sweat drops of blood at Gethsemane. In his humanity, Jesus felt alone from the cross. Our Savior knows what it's like to feel forsaken. In those awful moments, as evil men were allowed to do whatever they wanted to Jesus, our Lord expressed his feelings of abandonment. God placed the sins of the world on his son, and Jesus, for a time, felt the desolation of being unconscious of his father's presence. It was at this time that God made him who has no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. There is another possible reason for Jesus to cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It could be that Jesus' intent in quoting Psalm chapter 22, verse 1, was to point his hearers to that psalm. When they read Psalm 22, they would no doubt see the many fulfilled prophecies included in that song of David. Even while experiencing the agony of the cross, Jesus was teaching the crowds and proving yet again that he was the Messiah who fulfilled the scriptures. Fifth word, I am thirsty, John 19, 28. Jesus said, I am thirst from the cross. He was alluding the prophet in Psalm 22:15. My mouth is dried up like a prophet, and my tongue is stick to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Our prophet John has cited the same song earlier regarding the dividing of Jesus' garment among the Roman soldiers. John 19, 23. In response of Jesus' request for something to drink, the soldier offered him wine and vinegar. A jar of wine and vinegar was there. So they soaked the sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of Hosso plant and lifted to Jesus' lips. John nineteen twenty nine, wine of vinegar was the cheapest and easiest wine for the soldiers to occur. It was probably diluted with water. Earlier, Jesus refused to drink the the vinegar, gall of myrrh offered to him to relieve his suffering. Matthew twenty seven thirty four and Mark fifteen twenty three, after they. After that, the soldier markedly offered him wine and vinegar, but did not let, did not allow him to drink it. Luke twenty three thirty six. But here, seven hours later, Jesus stated, "I am thirsty," though asking for a drink. This time, the soldier gave him some. This actually was the fulfillment of Psalm sixty nine twenty one. They put the galls in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. Immediately after receiving the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. 
and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. John 19.30. There's another very improper reason Jesus said, I thirst from the cross. The Lord asked for a dream so that he might clearly and powerfully declare his statement, it is finished. The sixth word, it is finished. Matthew 27, 50. Hanging on the cross, Jesus suffered bitter agony and darkness while covered in our guilt, sin, and shame. When the act of purchasing our redemption was complete, nothing more was needed. Everything Jesus had come to do on earth was now finished. The scriptures were fulfilled. Christ's work was done. The battle was over. The victory was won. All that God has purposed and the, all the prophets had foretold was complete. Jesus surrendered himself to death. The seventh word. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he has said this, he breathed, he breathed his last. Luke chapter 23, verse 46. From the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we learn that as Jesus died, he cried out with a loud voice. That's in Matthew 27, verse 50. Luke reports, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Luke chapter 23, verse 46. Jesus said, I test from the cross because he wanted his lips and throat mustering to utter his final victorious shout before his, before his death. The death of Jesus Christ finished his work of redemption, atonement, and reconciliation. Through Christ's substitutionary and sacrificial death on the cross, the Lamb of God paid our debt and took away our sins. Our ransom complete, Jesus, with a resounding voice, wanted all people to hear these words. Words that, that still ring strong today, it is finished. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. This is the service of shadows. Good Friday. Why is it good? It's good because of the cross, the wondrous cross. What Jesus did, you're here tonight or you're watching online with us. Let's reflect just for a moment that Jesus Christ, 206 bones, covered by more than 18 square feet of skin, countless muscles that are now torn and ripped from the scourging and the crucifixion, a heart that would beat on average 176,000 times a day until it stopped beating at Golgotha, but never stopped loving the same blueprint as every person here tonight and watching with us. I want you to reflect on that just for a moment. 
how much God truly loves you. To the point that he was willing to let his son die for you and for me. That I might live, that you might live. And through that death, he defeated Satan, evil, sin, darkness, evil. And he brings us new life, abundant life, the promise of eternal life. Will you spend a moment thanking him tonight? Thanking his son Jesus for going to that cross, for offering you and I from the cross preemptive forgiveness. He said it to his enemies, those that would hurt him and betray him walk away from him and said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. How deep the Father's love for us. Folks, it's by his wounds that you and I have been healed. We'll never be the same. We're new creations in Christ. We don't live for ourselves anymore. We live for Him. Paul said it beautifully when he said, I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ lives within me. Folks, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God through Christ Jesus. No sickness, no ailment, no evil nor angels, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation can separate you from that love. The debt has been paid. And you would do yourself a tremendous disservice if you don't show back up here bright and early Sunday morning at the crack of dawn before 7 a.m. for Easter sunrise to get your tail out of the bed and get here and be here for Sunday school and for the 1030 worship service as we celebrate the culmination of all of this. For you see, before there can be this resurrection and this celebration, there must be a death. And all he's asking from you right now Will you stay with me just a little bit longer? Can you hang with me six hours? Can you hang with me through Saturday? Can you meet me back here to know that the stone has been rolled away, that I am alive and I am risen and I reign forevermore, that death and the grave could not hold me? But I need you to go with me to that cross. I need you to go with me and stay there with me to know what I did for you. I did it all for you. And if it had just been for Anastasia or for Carrie or for Elanice, for SJ or Melody or David, he'd have done it just for you, Sherry. He would have. 
For you see, he wouldn't leave one behind. He'd leave the 99 behind, but he's not going to let one go. So let's reflect on that a moment and thank him for who he is and what he's done for us. For this is a good Friday because he's a good father. And he did the horrible, tough thing so that you and I wouldn't have to. Thanks be to the King of Kings for his indescribable gift. We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.